to another edition of Fun and Excitement. Here to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the toll-free number. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where the features are totally free. Those other talk shows try to charge you for their websites. We give it away. And the site itself actually allows you to influence some of the things we'll discuss here on this program. You can go to freetalklive.com. You could submit your own news items or videos. I actually submitted a couple of videos today. And the site, one of the site admins was telling me that there's a way that I can essentially artificially inflate my as the you know one of the administrators i can artificially inflate the numbers of votes that uh that, that that you know anything i submit gets and i don't feel like that's fair so uh i just that's really not the purpose of it yeah i just I mean, uh i is just there submit, a prize if we win no no but okay. if you get the most votes you get up to the top of the website more people will see the uh the article so i didn't really feel like that was fair i figured if my uh, the stuff i submit has merit then listeners will vote it up so you can go and vote up and vote down whatever it is that you like or dislike, and then the most popular stories make it to the top of the website at freetalklive.com, and it's all free, plus all the streaming and other stuff that's there. So we're going to start things out here tonight with uh, William Norman Grigg, who is really just a – he's an excellent writer, and he appears quite frequently over at lewrockwell.com talking about matters relating to the police state. This uh, brought to you, by the way, by copblock.org. He points out that slavery consists of being subject to the incessant, uncertain, arbitrary will of another man. That's a quote from John Locke's second treatise of civil government. Also, also, uh, when an officer tells you to come inside and sit down, you come inside and sit down. When an officer tells you to do something, you do it. There is no why here. That's a quote from the U.S. border guard to a befuddled Canadian citizen arbitrarily detained while trying to visit a shopping mall in Niagara Falls, New York. Returning to his home in Toronto following a brief visit to the states last December, author Peter Watts had the misfortune of being randomly selected for search by members of the regime's Border Guards Directorate stationed at the Blue Water Bridge in Port Huron, Michigan. The science fiction novelist, we actually talked about this uh, on the air, he's a writer, uh, science fiction novelist Bad Luck was exacerbated by momentary miscommunication. He saw a flicker of motion outside his car that he assumed was a wave rather than a demand to pull, uh, to pull over. His passenger understood what was happening and urged Watts to pull over, which he did. When I go like this, I'm not waving hello, sneered the border guard, assuming the snarky tone of unmerited superiority that armed functionaries use when addressing mundanes. I guess we're not in Canada, because sometimes that means hello, Watts replied, thereby committing a potentially fatal offense called <laughs> contempt of cop. Yeah. He compounded that supposed sin by getting out of the car and asking the guards what they were doing, uh, what the guards were doing as they pawed through the luggage in his trunk and in the bags in his back seat. As a citizen of the freest country by default in North America, Watts made the critical error of assuming that he had the right to ask why his privacy was I being think invaded. Actually, Canada did uh, make it one step above uh, the United. No, it was one, just one below the United States on the uh, freest, uh, econo- most economically free uh, chart by the Heritage Foundation. Well, maybe uh, Greg is going on police state freedoms here because just, uh, Canada is not as, as I understand it, as police statey as the United States. Anyway, he uh, made the critical error of assuming that he had the right to ask why his privacy was being invaded and that his question would actually be answered. His question was answered with repeated demands that he get back in his car. 
After Watts hesitated, one of the guards seized his arm. This provoked a predictable flinch response from Watts, who pulled his arm away. For reasons that make perfect sense to those attuned with Kafka's, uh, sense, of rea- Kafka's uh, sense of reality, American law enforcement officers often construe the act of pulling away from their unwanted physical contact as a form of assault, and thus as a pretext for the summary administration of street justice. First two, and then eventually three of the stalwart guardians of our sacred northern frontier took turns pummeling the slender, mild-mannered 52-year-old man. Watts was punched, kicked, pepper-sprayed, handcuffed, and then thrown, uh, then thrown wet and partially disrobed into an unheated cell. He was then interrogated, held overnight, and charged with an assaulting a federal officer after being denied access to legal counsel and pestered repeatedly to repudiate his Miranda, uh, Miranda rights. After Watts' computer, flash drives, and loose-leaf notebook were confiscated, he was unceremoniously dumped in shirt sleeves without so much as a windbreaker on the Canadian side of the border. And I imagine this happened during a cold time of year. He's making making it seem like a big deal, so it it sounds that way. Ironically, in his novel Maelstrom, Watts, a Hugo nominee who specializes in dystopian fiction, appears to have anticipated his experience. So a Hugo nominee doesn't mean – I mean, you're not talking about just some guy who's written a science uh, fiction novel here. I mean, That's a big deal, huh? uh, Well, it is in that world. Describing the abuse suffered by a character at the hands of customs officials, Watts observes, technically, of course, it was not an assault. Both aggressors wore uniforms and badges, conferring the legal right to beat whomever they choose. A jury of dutiful collectivist drones found Watts guilty of the supposed crime of noncompliance with a border guard. This was, uh, this was an update. I had not heard this part of the story. Yeah, that's new. Uh, his crime, reduced to its essence, was to ask, Why? Although Watts could have been forced to spend years as part of the world's largest prison population, the presiding judge was content to pilfer $1,628 from the victim of the assault at the border. After treating him to a patronizing lecture about the need to be nice to the feral armed adolescents who constitute the state's punitive caste, Watts' experience leaves a decidedly totalitarian aftertaste, crossing the border of a totalitarian... Can you imagine what it feels like? I mean, you're like... you know, I know what happened here. These guys just hassled the crap out of me, acted like a bunch of belligerent jerks. I'm taking this to trial. Mm. I'm going to take it all the way to trial. And then you have the expectation that a jury of your quote-unquote peers is going to do the right thing. And I don't know how it happens. It it sounds like a good system. It really does. Let's take 12 average people and put them in a jury, and, and, and they'll come up. Most of the time, they'll come up with the right answer. And... I don't see a lot of that evidence. No, they they stack the juries with obedient serfs who will go along with whatever it is the state agents say. That's what the system is designed to do. And well, of it, certainly, the, it certainly does that. Right, and the judges always lie to the jurors saying that they have to judge the facts in the case and not how they feel about the, uh, the asinine laws that may be presented, they may be presented with. And of course, that's where jury nullification outreach comes in, which we talked about recently. Uh, Fija.org to learn more about jury nullification, F-I-J-A dot O-R-G. So the totalitarian aftertaste Greg is talking about here at LewRockwell.com. Crossing the border of a totalitarian state in either direction is an experience fraught with visceral anxiety. Finding himself in the unwanted company of humorless, heavily armed goons of questionable competence and dubious intelligence, the traveler is vividly aware that he can be arrested, imprisoned, beaten, or even shot at whim. The best thing to do in such circumstances, travelers are told, is to assume a posture of utter servility, meekly and quietly enduring whatever indignity inflicted on them until they are safely uh, through the checkpoint. In coming years, it 
most likely won't be necessary to visit the border in, over, in order to have a sample of what Watts endured. Experiences similar to his will become increasingly commonplace for citizens and other residents legally within the United States. And if you don't believe that, then you're just not paying attention. Because it's not just the border right now where these things are happening. There are also checkpoints that are 50 to 100 miles from within uh, where the border is. So into the so-called United States, there are already checkpoints that are searching people and harassing people. That's happening. Plus, yeah, these are um, they're within 100 miles of the of the border, and they're you know, they they stop you. They they ask you uh, whether you're an American citizen, and if if you can prove it with your papers and and that kind of thing. And it's just yep. you know. It's just a matter of course for people who live, especially I would imagine on the southern border, it's probably more prevalent. Also, you get the uh, the Arizona situation where the police state is really cracking down there. I bet you can expect to see checkpoints start uh, starting to pop up more than 100 miles north of the border. That's that's an expectation of mine. There's not yet been any evidence seen of it, but I think it'll be just a matter of time. And then, of course, other places, more populated areas like New York City, where they just had this so-called bomb attempt over the weekend – that is being used, of course, as an excuse to expand the police state there, where they already have random searches of people on the subway platforms. So that's already, you know, that's already happening. What's next? How long before it's random searches on the streets? It's only one step away. Well, it, it is random searches on the streets. Uh, when when cops decide that they want want to search you, they're going to search you. They're going to, you know, bully and pester their way and in, into having it done. It's very rare that somebody doesn't get searched. Yeah, there's more coming up here. Cop wants to search. We'll uh, continue with Greg's uh, story and take your calls about what you want at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. American patriots, would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson, Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial on in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including our Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies that have taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. To make it through these tough times and feel healthy, you need good nutrition. But these days, it's pretty tough. We skip meals. We're always eating on the run. Here's Mike Buck from Nature Bee to tell us how we can do much better and get a great deal. Hey, good evening. And you know, you're right. The three main food groups are not burgers, fries, and a Coke. You know, we're, <laughs> we're just not getting enough nutrients. We're not eating all those fruits and veggies, and that's where Nature Bee, for those of us that struggle and try, but slip up every now and again, Nature Bee comes to the rescue, gives you every vitamin, amino, mineral, and antioxidant your body needs. You know, and it also uh, it helps with digestive health. That's what I've noticed personally. Um, I had had a digestive uh, issue for for years, and uh, within a week or maybe a week and a half of taking Nature Bee, it cleared it up. Well, you know, it stands to reason if you flood your body with the right nutrients, your body's going to reward you by saying thank you. I'm not going to do that anymore. All 27 vitamins and amino acids, 28 minerals, 
powerful antioxidant. It's not one single chemical or preservative. And that's why we call Nature V the health food store you hold in the palm of your hand. <laughs> All right. So um, it's how's about a good deal for our listeners uh, for Nature B and how they can get uh, it for themselves? I love this part. Here's the deal, everybody. You're listening to Free Talk Live. That was the first smart thing you've done all day. Now, you're going to think about this. Six months supply of Nature B, ninety nine ninety five plus delivery. Three extra months is a bonus. 37 pennies a day with a money-back guarantee comes right to your house, no middleman. So all you got to do to make it happen for yourself is call us toll-free in New Zealand, one 834-8355. That's one 866 834-8355, and I'm sure lots of you are hanging out with Free Talk Live online. Go online to Nature Bee's website, naturebee.com. Yep, that's right. Be just like me and be all you can be with Nature Bee. Order now at 866-834-8355. It's 866-834-8355, or go to naturebee.com. All right, so the toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231, as we will continue uh, the story with William Norman Grigg over at LewRockwell.com, as he's telling us about a, uh, an, a science fiction writer, Peter Watts, who was returning home to Canada and was accosted by some violent, thuggish border guards for asking questions. You know, he was just wanted to know what was going on, why he was being treated how he was, and they decided to beat the, uh, the life almost uh, completely out of him. So, uh, Greg continues, William Norman Greg, uh, that the best thing to do is to basically submit yourself, is what we are told. He says it's easier to uh, to build a police state from the inside out, or is it easier uh, to build a police state from the inside out or from the outside in? We may never know, since the architects of Homeland Security are doing both simultaneously. And he does expect uh, more of these tyrannical experiences to ex- expand beyond just the border regions of the U.S., as the the fear over so-called terrorism and illegal immigration uh, begins to continue to, or continues to fester and uh, just get worse as the police state builds up around it. He says whenever society descends into totalitarianism, the ruling clique will eventually close the borders, not just to prevent contamination by politically troublesome foreign influences, but also to prevent the egress of refugees and, more importantly, the flight of capital to more congenial economic environments. You know, we've, we've heard this said, and it just seems so far from, from my world, the idea that a, an American couldn't decide to leave the United States of America if they wanted to. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? It, it seems crazy, doesn't it? Well, if you don't have a, the appropriate permission slip, they're not going to let you. Well, currently, you can pretty much go by – you can leave the country without having permission from anyone. Um, you, going into another country is, is an entirely different story. Yeah, but they want you to have some sort of government ID to get back in. It's getting back in, certainly. But I'm not talking about getting back in. He's talking, he's talking about just the ability just to give leave. Just time, Mark. Just give uh, time. Indeed. The Border Patrol, the kind folks who treated Mr. Watts to a dose of uniquely American hospitality, spells American with a K, already carries out warrantless, suspicionless checkpoints as far as 100 miles inside the national boundary. The Department of Homeland Security insists the Fourth Amendment prescription on unreasonable searches and seizures doesn't apply to the border enforcement searches. This would mean that two-thirds of the U.S. population living within 100 miles of an international border are residents of a constitution-free zone. Tragically, the expansion of the immigration control constitution-free zone is being propelled by some of the most outspoken critics of big government. Last week, many, by no means all, adherents of the Tea Party movement briefly suspended their campaign against invasive government to promote and applaud the enactment of a measure turning Arizona into an authentic police state. That is, one in which police can demand identity papers from practically anyone and arrest those who don't comply. 
under SB 1070, signed into law by Governor Jan Brewer on April 24th, as many in the uh, talk radio world have been discussing gleefully, disgustingly gleefully. Any lawful contact between a law enforcement officer and a citizen can end with the latter being arrested and detained if he cannot satisfy a, a reasonable suspicion that he's in the country without official permission. An incident that occurred two days before that law was signed by Brewer demonstrates that a valid driver's license may not be sufficient to allay that suspicion and that it's entirely possible for a native-born U.S. citizen who fully cooperates with the police to end up being handcuffed, arrested, detained, and humiliated. And you know that when that happens, there won't be an apology issued if they find out later on, oh, this guy's actually, uh, you know... What difference does an apology make? I mean, you're not nope. going to get it, but what difference does one make? I mean, they're, fr- they're free. They don't, they're yeah. not really worth anything except sort of... And emotionally. On April 22nd, uh, there will be no apologies. There'll be no restitution. There'll be nothing. Uh, on April 22nd, it'll just be, well, this is what we have. This is the price you have to pay to be free. Yeah. On April 22nd, an Arizona resident who identifies himself as Abdon, he hasn't chosen to disclose his surname, pulled his truck into a way station. As his vehicle was being inspected, Abdon was asked by an official to display proof of legal residency. He promptly handed over a valid Arizona commercial driving license. Which, by the way, CDL is a little more difficult to get uh, than a regular driver's license. Just as an aside. I don't know that that means they check your residency any, any further, but it certainly is harder to get. He also supplied his social security number and additional personal details. For some reason, this was considered insufficient. And Abdon began, or rather, ended up being cuffed and hauled away to an ICE detention facility while his wife, who was dragged out of work, was dispatched to their home to, rele- uh, to retrieve Abdon's birth certificate and other documents. The unfortunate truck driver's birth certificate listed his birthplace as Fresno, California. This means that he, unlike one or possibly both major party candidates in the last presidential election, has an unassailable claim to being native-born, a native-born United States citizen. He had complied with every demand made of him at the way station and did nothing to suggest that he harbored criminal intent of any kind. The only source of the reasonable suspicion that led to Abdon's arrest was his visible ethnicity. See, Abdon isn't a uh, Caucasian. This is the standard under which American citizens, particularly but not exclusively a Latino uh, ancestry, can now be harassed, arrested, and detained in the state of Arizona. Yeah, and you can say whatever you want about that law in Arizona. Oh, they can only do it after they stop you for something else. Or this is a just, it's just mimicking the, uh, the United States law as if there are United States police officers running around asking for people for their, um, their, their residency. But you can say whatever you, you want about this particular law. This is how it's going to be enforced. They're going to find people that don't look quite right. Mm-hmm. They're going to hassle the crap out of them if that's what they feel like doing at that time. That's right, because it's, it, you, it's, it's, only be arbitrary. A, it's only during a, what they call a lawful contact. And if a cop approaches you, that's called a contact. And it's always lawful that, for them to just walk up to you and ask questions. 800-259-9231. And if you don't answer the questions, then that's reasonable suspicion to dig further. Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. 
That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations, into more internet listeners' ears. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. As we continue, uh, we're going to wrap up the story from William Norman Grigg over at lourockwell.com, brought to you by our friends over at copblock.org, talking about the police state, the continual increase and expansion of uh, police state activities going on around the country he's specifically talking about the new arizona law and he actually gives an example of something that happened in arizona prior to the that law even being passed uh which seems exactly what's going to happen more uh more often now uh, now that they they have passed this law where basically any cop Anyone wearing a state-issued badge can approach anybody anytime based on so-called reasonable suspicion and demand their papers. And, of course, reasonable suspicion will be, you know, well, I had a hunch. He looked suspicious. That's all, right? It's good enough, right? Uh, so, And we'll see that backed up, by the way, when it's challenged, inevitably, as it will be in court. Uh, you'll likely see the robed men say, oh, of course. I mean, if the cop has suspicion, then that's reasonable suspicion. That's all we need. Anyway, there's a little bit more here from Greg. He points out that the more frequently this kind of thing happens, the likelier it becomes that innocent people will be seriously hurt. As if being accosted, questioned, and detained by armed strangers for reasons beyond one's control weren't sufficient injury. SB 1070, the Arizona law, has been the equivalent of a public works project for the tolerance industry, which is busy planning boycotts and other (laughs) expressions of punitive sanctimony against Arizona. This had the predictable, albeit unfortunate, effect of leading at least some honorable people of goodwill to assume the best about the measure without examining its impact on individual liberty. Every invasion of individual rights happens with the eager support of people acting in the sincere and thoroughly mistaken confidence that what they permit the state to do to others will never be done to them. And you can hear it when you talk to them about this, the people that support this uh, stop and question law basically you can hear them they'll excuse it by saying well i wouldn't have a problem with it i have no problem showing my papers no problem at all well just wait until one of your friends gets beaten and then see how you feel about it well uh let's uh, let's not forget the story that was just previously here before uh, you know people just tuned in of the american citizen who did show his not only his uh, driver's license but his social security number too mm-hmm. and got thrown in uh, in the pokey and his wife had to uh, leave work grab his uh, social, his uh, birth certificate and prove that he he was in fact a citizen Luckily, now, he didn't tell get me you average american that it would be okay with you to sit 12 hours in a stinking holding cell yeah. because it's so important that we keep out the bad, evil Mexicanis. Right. Are you just going to go ahead and uh, pat yourself on the back and call yourself a good little citizen for sitting there for 12 hours right. quietly and while really, they ran your papers? And if it's okay to, if it's not okay to sit there for 12 hours, then why is it okay to sit there for 12 minutes? Because when they have the um, when they have these people doing the, the these little checks that they do by the side of the road, and they do them within 100 mm-hmm. miles of uh, the border and can probably do them within 100 miles of the, the harbors, I don't think that that's happening, but it could. Yes, which they covers could. more than two thirds of Americans um, in that uh, in that area. Uh, it's, it takes time to to go through everybody's driver's license. It it, it impedes the flow of traffic. It impedes the economy. I, I mean, I don't know how many accidents it may cause. Uh, pe- I, you know, people driving along not paying attention, ran into somebody who stopped waiting yeah. for the uh, you know in the big long line to, to get their stuff 
checked. The seminal error, says Greg, is to insist on exceptions to the principle that government, assuming, of course, that one should be permitted to exist, should, or rather must, be strictly limited to protecting the life, liberty, and property of every individual. When that error is coupled with a fertile topic of public concern, such as terrorism, drug addiction, child abuse, or illegal immigration, politics becomes pregnant with large-scale abuses of individual rights. Supporters of the Arizona immigration law define the controversy as an issue of sovereignty, preservation of Arizona's reserved powers under the Tenth Amendment, and the national independence of the United States. Political sovereignty, valuable as it is, must be regarded as a good of second intent, something that, while of great worth, is derivative of or subordinate to a much greater good. The paramount political good, according to America's founding premise, is individual liberty protected by law. In dealing with immigration, as with all other matters of public concern, government's only legitimate role is to protect individual rights against criminal aggression, such as crimes of violence, fraud, or trespassing on private property. Current policy, however, is to abet and reward aggression in the form of participatory plunder by illegal immigrants by way of welfare subsidies, which obviously have to be abolished, and not just for immigrants, but for everyone, beginning with the corporate welfare whores on Wall Street and in the military-industrial homeland security complex. Greg says, enactment of Arizona's Your Papers, Please legislation, which Judge Andrew Napolitano predicts won't survive constitutional scrutiny. I don't know about that. Comes at a time when the problem of illegal immigration is in remission, both in that border state and nationwide. Sure. The economy stinks. Why would they want to come over here? It's entirely likely that (laughs) you allowed your government, the one you're expecting to keep the uh, keep the the bad Mexicanis out. You allowed them to control your economic system Mm -hmm. and they messed that up, too. Please turn more over to them. Just destroy the whole nation. It's an organization that is not that's known for its competence and has no responsibility for its actions. For its incompetence. You mean, yes. did, I'm sorry, did I say competence? It's entirely likely. <laughs> I think everybody knew what I meant. Yeah, says Greg that with immigration beginning to taper off, the border enforcement apparatus being built today will increasingly be directed inward. As the government consummates its transformation into an undisguised corporatist kleptocracy, many Americans seeking to preserve some portion of what they've earned and saved will be driven to expatriate themselves. The regime already treats Americans living abroad as tax slaves, irrespective of their current place of residence. Economist Doug Casey warns that currency export controls are all but inevitable. Indeed, in a small but significant way, they are already a tangible reality, you may recall. That, uh, Mark, we did a story a while back that if you're caught leaving the country with $10,000 or more, then uh, you will be prevented from uh, from doing so, basically. Well, they um, they, they have they have laws that say that you have to pay taxes on anything you're yeah. taking out of the country and, um, you know, anything you take out of the country. So if you're taking a dollar, you owe them a certain amount of money. However, they don't uh, they don't do that. It's only above a certain amount. Greg says that many of Obama's conservative critics simultaneously condemn him for building an invasive collectivist state and for his inadequate zeal in closing down the border. If their perception of Obama's intentions is sound, those critics had better hope and pray he doesn't reverse course and become a border control zealot. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, but that's what they want. That's what Americans are cheering for right now in tremendous numbers. They want more control. They say, a lot of them, that they want smaller government, but they don't really mean it. No. They just mean they don't want Obama government. They don't want his form of big government. They, they don't want, want their ent- form of big government. Entitlement programs for the average American. They want entitlement programs for the average bureaucrat. Because that's all this is. Is you know, if, you, if you want to enforce the border, that means hiring more people. More people that have to get paid very, very well because they're government bureaucrats. And uh, you know, driving up the cost of government. 
Let's continue and take your phone calls about what you want. You're welcome to share your thoughts on uh, freedom in the police state, borders, etc., or bring up anything. Casey is on the line in Pennsylvania. Casey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, how are you guys hey, doing Casey, this evening? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I am calling as a, uh, a representative of the Philadelphia chapter of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Oh, okay, great. So, how are you guys? <laughs> oh, well, we're just super doing a talk radio show. What did you want to share with our audience tonight? Well, first of all, uh, my friend actually, uh, I, I literally was just turned on to you last night by a buddy of mine in Alabama, uh, Dan Patrick, and uh, he, he uh, I was definitely inspired to call you guys, so I was thinking about calling in on Saturday, but I could not wait after seeing the video of these two dogs in, was it Minnesota? Oh. Yeah, no, that was, was Missouri. Uh, Missouri. I think it was Columbia, Missouri. The video we That's discussed okay. yeah. in detail last night for our listeners just tuning in. Uh, what happened was it was a police raid on someone's home, you know, kind of a middle class looking home. It was not a crack den or anything like that. But uh, the police are coming in, uh, kicking the door down, shooting the dogs. One of them was caged. The other was a corgi. And they did it in front of the child in the home. I mean, it's it's tyrannical and awful enough when they just do it normally, because uh, they certainly seem to love to shoot dogs. Uh, but to, you know, to do it in front of a child is even worse, and uh, was just absolutely despicable. So, I, did you have comments on that? I did. Well, well I'll tell I mean, you what. I we'll let you share them here in a moment. Hang on, hang yeah, on, Casey. Look, we're going to put you on hold here for a moment because we're nailed to the clock. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll see what Casey thinks here in a moment. And you can take control of the airwaves as well. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. Coming up, bands, bands, bands. We've got a lot of them to cover. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKI.freetalklive.com. To get to it, it's free. Wiki.freetalklive.com. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com gives you the rules on how to use the court system. They, how to get evidence, how to move the court, set hearings, do research, how to draft pleadings, etc. It's all there. And uh, people assure us that the average 8th grader can grasp it in less than 24 hours. It's created by a lawyer who wants you to know how to protect yourself from members of his profession. A five-hour video seminar and audio classrooms on CD and plus uh, some in-depth reference tutorials. Go to Jurisdictionary.com. It's a great course. Uh, I've been taking it myself. Jurisdictionary.com. All right. So we're going to continue here with your calls. Casey is with us still in Pennsylvania. Casey, you, you called in tonight. Uh, you mentioned you, you found out about Free Talk Live from a friend of yours, uh, Liberty Activist down, uh, down south. 
and you are uh, you're an activist with Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, and you were calling in in reference to a story we covered here on the air, and it was uh, one of the popular stories on our website at freetalklive.com about these cops and their their video of their own raid on someone's peaceful home where they uh, executed two dogs in front of a family and proceeded to arrest the uh, the man of the household for uh, basically possession of marijuana. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, again, uh, apparently the warrant wasn't even supposed to be served. So I don't, I would like to know how this even got to the point where a dog needed to die, you know? Well, the cops' uh, usual excuses. Like well, yeah, I mean, the, the dogs. The dog was caged, and the other dog was a little corgi, uh, and they right. shot and killed them both. Uh, right. But usually, so. the usually the claim by the police is they felt intimidated. They felt threatened, and so therefore they had to shoot the dog. Yeah, and you know the other thing that needs to be pointed out here is yeah, the it's nonsense. The, the the truth is the dogs died, but you know you're you're um they they are shooting rounds from MP5s or whatever it is that they're carrying inside a home that has children in it. I mean these things can ricochet, right. they can hit something metal, um they can just shoot all over the place. They can mm-hmm. go through a floor into a um, a room beneath it. They can go through a wall into a room beyond it. Uh, you know I'm sure these guys aren't real concerned with that. They clearly aren't concerned with preserving life and being fair. Well, actually, you can get uh, the cops' own excuse if you go to copblock.org. Uh, Adam Miller from copblock.org called the police department and spoke with one of their bureaucrats, and he uh, his claim was basically that officer safety is paramount, and so if there's ever a dog around, then you know that dog could do something, and so therefore it deserves to be shot. I mean, that's really what they say, and so no... no. A dog in a cage. I mean, yeah. th- that's equivalent to saying somebody who's cutting a hamburger up in, uh, in the kitchen <laughs> is, is, is dangerous because they have a knife. Shoot him. I it's hate crazy. to laugh, but it's true. It's, it it's really so is. absurd. And, yeah, and the reason that I bring... You know, I'm, so, I, I'm, a, I'm a dog lover. I'm an advocate, you know, just as, as much for animals as I am for, for marijuana. And just, yeah, the, just the lack of discretion. You can't say, do you have an animal in the area... That could be threatening, you know. Would it really take that long for them to just maybe think? Or they probably wouldn't be in that situation in the first place that they had anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine you're right about that. These are hotheads. Uh, if you if you talk to Barry Cooper from Never Get Busted. Well, you imagine uh, how much it sucks do, being on the SWAT team over and over again, doing these insertions and not getting to expend your rounds. I mean, these guys practice all the time for this, and there's no excuse. The only thing they really do get to shoot is dogs because people people don't fight back. Uh, they've got, the, they've got the, the surprise on their side. Right, exactly. So that's and, what they want. You know, when you're busting in my door, my first thought, honestly, probably would be not to stash my weed. I'm going to go protect my family, you know. And my dogs are, you know, that's all I got, like, pretty much. Um, you know, I'm not planning on having kids. And, you know, I, I want a bunch of furry babies around that can stay safe, you know. And and living in a pretty much police state is going to prevent me from doing that. So, uh, once again, uh, impeding on my, my freedoms is, is not really the coolest thing that can happen today. So uh, but, what's going um, on with... I can, uh, with... I can brighten up your day a little bit by telling you uh, some good news, at least. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday, actually, for the past 40 years, uh, Curious for Wars and uh, Dana Beal, who was actually arrested last September on his way back from the National Normal Conference, just, just, uh, I helped walk a 1,000 people down broad and south starting at 4.20 p.m., completely peaceful with a police escort all the way. And guess what? There wasn't one arrest. Now, where is this in Pennsylvania? It smelled beautiful. 
it smells gorgeous out. And you know what? They didn't have a word to say. I didn't even hear anybody say, hey, I see something, put it away. I saw a blunt bigger than my head. Where where was this? on four, <laughs> This was on 420? Yeah. Oh, no, this was this past Saturday, actually. Oh. Um, if you go, I actually just today started writing for HighTimes.com. If you oh, go great. to HighTimes.com slash Casey Jones, I am named after the Grateful Dead song. It is legit. Uh, my dad's hair is past his ass. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, if you go there, you can go and see a video of me speaking and a little blurb and uh, links to way more videos at www.sillynormal.org. Uh, you can see that I, you know, I spoke in front of a thousand people and none of them were hassled. You know, and it was a beautiful thing, and it really, it really, there, there's no excuse that this can't happen in, you know, even more cities around the world. It already Absolutely. happens in over 300, we, you know? We have, uh, we have it happen on a daily basis here in Keene, New Hampshire. I don't know if you've heard about what's been going on up here. I have. Every, every day at 420, right? Yep, that's right. Every day at 420, uh, people gather in the town square, and they uh, they smoke cannabis, and they haven't made an arrest or even hassled anybody in months. It was in only the very first week when they tried to uh, when they tried to really come after people, and then they realized that wasn't going to work too well. And so it's it's pretty much pretty much been hands off ever since. But it takes you know it takes that level. It, take, it takes some people with a level of courage to be willing to be arrested, uh, to be willing to go to jail in order to secure that that kind of freedom in in the situation that we're in today. And so I'm I'm glad to hear that things are are happening similarly elsewhere. And Casey, I really appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, hopefully, you'll uh, we'll hear from you again. I will definitely uh, be making it a regular thing if you guys will have me. Great. Well, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, and uh, take it easy. 800-259-9231. That's Casey uh, from the High Times, apparently. So uh, we'll continue to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. Todd is in Michigan on the Amp Lines. Hello, Todd. Hey, guys. How's it going? Todd, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, it's been really, really god-awful in the last couple of weeks watching the news media going on and on about Arizona's SB 1070 law. And so why are you watching it? It's so awful. Well, I'm trying to gather information so that I can actually blog about it. Okay. You know why, Ian. Come on. Um, <laughs> you want to stay informed. Yeah, that's I basically what's going on. Don't but, want to watch the news media um, if you want to be informed. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Well, um, but uh, what's interesting, I find, is that some of the nonsense I've been hearing from, say, Fox News over this whole immigration nonsense, uh, a lot of conservatives are just basically justifying, defending, and rationalizing the whole law there. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I love the argument that a lot of conservatives are making that, you know, illegals are trying to come here basically just to get on the welfare doll. I have yet to hear a single conservative, mind you, a single conservative actually come out saying on record, I don't want legal immigrants going on welfare. Meaning I, I have I have never heard any one of them say that to date. Meaning that they fully support welfare but not for so called illegals? Well, they support welfare, um, but they don't support welfare for legals. I'm talking the ones who have gone through the process, that have gone through the regulatory hoops, you know, doing all the filing fees and whatnot. And I have yet to hear them complain about the legal ones here going through that entire ordeal. Well, why would they complain about that? They have plenty. They have plenty to complain about with the so-called illegal uh, immigrants. Because then they can shout about how it's illegal. It's illegal. 
I-L-L-E-G-A-L. Well, I think that it's e- it's easier to it's it's easier to, to harp about the illegals because of all the other things that uh, you know that, that go into it. It's it's more difficult not to look like a miser when it comes to uh, you know government programs because they're not principled and they don't understand that in fact it's the government programs that take people's ability to to fend, only, to fend for themselves away. Well, the only reason, Ian, that they're not going to talk about it is because, and I can give you a theory as to why, and I've been thinking about this long and hard. The only reason is, well, if they're here legally, well, guess what? They don't have to sick the feds on them if they're here legally going on the welfare dole because they have to protect their little precious welfare system like anything else. So um, it really proves Sheldon Richmond's point that it's all about the stresses and failures of the welfare system, and they're only interested in protecting the system despite the stresses on the system. And at the same time, they'll claim they don't like the system. I thank you, Todd, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Of course, a lot of them are on welfare to some extent. You know, they're, they're taking something from the government. More coming up. Hour two's on the way. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, inviting you, as always, to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place you can go. There are a lot of features there. We give them all away, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free. It actually allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about here on the radio. You can submit show prep suggestions, whether they be blog posts, news articles, videos, whatever. You submit it. Other people vote them up or vote them down. The most popular stories and items make it to the top page or the top of the front page of our website at freetalklive.com. As we continue taking your phone calls, coming up, bands galore, bands on all kinds of stuff popping up around the country. We'll tell you what and where. First, it's Phil listening in Mount Jackson, Virginia to WSVG. Hello, Phil. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Phil, in Mount Jackson, going once. I'm Phil. here. I'm sorry. There you are, Phil. Delayed, put me in. No problem. Um, What's on your mind? Got a little bit of a, a story for you here. It's just brewing, but I want to get your opinion on this. Okay. I have a sister who's about to start her junior year of high school uh, this fall, and um, she's looking to go into the advanced placement honors English class, 
And her teacher stated that a mandatory prerequisite for getting into the class is that any student who is going into the class must complete 30 hours of community service over the summer. Wow. My question is... For English? For English. What does community service have to do with English? Especially with community service of any kind. They can pick whatever they're doing just as long as it falls under, Mm -hmm. I guess, the generally accepted term of community service. Yeah, typically it's working for some sort of a nonprofit agency is what tends to qualify for, for that. Um, that's very unusual. Uh, maybe they're doing that more often these days. Back when I was in high school, which was well over a decade ago, uh, they required 25 hours of community service in order to graduate. Uh, so I imagine that stuff's still going on as well. It sounds like it's getting worse where if you want to take, uh, if you want to educate yourself better, basically that's the idea is the AP classes are the better classes, the, the college level courses in high school. And so instead of just being able to go ahead and get into the class and, uh, get a better education in the existing awful government school system, they're going to ask you to jump through a hoop first, 30 hours worth of, uh, community service. I know that's just take one class and I thought, well, my goodness. You know, a lot of the students like, try to take three or four of these advanced placement classes that they're trying to really impress uh, people on their college applications. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and save so, money. But it, and, and really, this is actually not even the school's prerequisite. It's the individual teacher's prerequisite. And I thought, well, well, really? It, and, yeah, and I'm thinking, does the school not approve the, the, these uh, particular uh, lesson plans and structure class structures? These teachers are supposedly forced to submit well there's pretty much check it off and say oh, okay done I think that, yeah, I think that uh, likely they, that, that she get completely gets away with it because, you know, what what many people would like to see school do is teach kids to do what they want them to do. And, and you know, I want schools to do that, too. But, um, you know, I don't believe necessarily that uh, volunteering in the world of not-for-profits or, or uh, for you know, in a lot of cases, government-run agencies and agencies and, and not-for-profits that take government money is necessarily the best way to do the best thing for society. It may very well be that the best thing that you can do for society as a whole is to do the thing that you love to do, do it extraordinarily well, and bring it to the marketplace and compete with other people that do it well. And provide uh, you know the, provide the jobs and the, the you know everything that goes with doing what you do what you love and doing it well. Well, I totally agree. And actually, what I thought was interesting is, that, and I brought this up, and, my, and of course, my sister, I really can't do anything about it directly. But uh, my parents, who are also you know fairly liberty-minded individuals themselves, are going to be taking this up with uh, the school board, or not the school board, but at least with the principal and so forth. To ask the question of when you make community service mandatory, you've already taken out the voluntarism out of the equation. Sure. Where are these kids learning to develop any kind of uh, a desire to? to participate more voluntarily. Absolutely, because if you're mandated to do it, in many cases it may be like drudgery. You, uh, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't come up with the idea yourself to go out and help, well, that'll some, prepare you for a government job. That's for sure. Dr- being being used forced to, drudgery. to being forced to well, do I, stuff I, that you're not interested you, in, in drudgery. I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, I, I actually joked with her, uh, my sister last night, that exactly that because she's looking to become an, uh, an orthodontist. That's what she wants to do, and I thought, well. With government health care coming down the pike, uh, you know, you're preparing for a government job either way. That's exactly the exact joke I made with her, even though realistically it's not that funny, but, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, take your last where you can get them, I say. Thanks, Phil, for the call tonight. I appreciate the story at 800-259-9231. He's, if you don't laugh he's at right. These, orthodontists will be government employees soon. If you don't, what is an ortho? Is that, so, is that somebody that works with a dentist? Orthodontists or? are the ones that uh, work on braces. So it's a dental uh, dental job then. Yeah. I wonder if the Dental Association or the uh, the Dentists of America will be as affected by the uh, the healthcare requirements that are coming down the uh, the pipe. Probably not as much cur- currently, but it'll come. Yeah, probably probably the case because they've always tended to be a little more uh, insulated from a lot of the the healthcare mandates out there. The dental industry is more competitive. Uh, there's there's less regulation from what I understand of it, uh, which is why that it's it's apparently a little easier to get into and uh, the prices I don't think are as outrageous, but. Well, I saw um, one time I was uh, getting my teeth cleaned, and uh, the hygienist had a, a little certification on her wall from the government that uh, said that she was a she's government certified hygienist. She can scrape the crap off your teeth um, because the government said she could. And um, I, you know, I commented on it to her, and she's like, and I believe, yeah, I, I said the auto mechanic doesn't have something like that or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, auto mechanics just work on cars. If I do my mm-hmm. job wrong, somebody can die. I'm like, have you ever heard of brakes? Boy, thank goodness we don't have auto mechanic certification because that could be a real disaster. Yeah, if if everybody that could do something that could kill someone, um, uh, you know, needed to be certified by the government, we'd really, really have a lot of government certifications. The government would love that. Uh, Yeah, it would mean more jobs for more bureaucrats. Let's continue with your phone call, Steve. Listening in Florida, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Steve. Well, hey there. There's a uh, news story, and and we could probably spend some time where you guys could comment on this news story. Uh, but there's also a, another little personal, extremely minor outrage uh, on my part with regards to this story. It's a story about uh, American high school, high school students were uh, kicked off campus uh, on Cinco de Mayo because they were wearing T-shirts uh, and bandanas that had American flags. And apparently uh, some people found this offensive uh, so they kicked him out. Well, now there's a big hubbub about it. You know, the uh, right-wing talk show hosts are going crazy over it. And mm-hmm. there was a, the story was over at abcnews.com, and I posted something that's not inflammatory. It wasn't anything outrageous. Uh, uh, you know, okay, let me back up a little bit. When you see a news story on abc.com or cnn.com or whatever, there's a little place at the bottom where you can say, you know, add your comments, sure. right? So... I thought, well, I usually don't do that, but I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll do it just to see what happens. And I wrote this, and I'll tell you exactly what I wrote. It's very short. Uh, I wrote, I don't see what the fuss is about. The public schools shouldn't exist. Who gives a crap what happens in them? Let's say a family moved into your basement uninvited and against their wishes. Would you want them out of the basement? Of course. Would you give a crap what they had for breakfast or whether, whether or not the parents believed in spanking? Why, of course not. And then I quoted the Henry David Thoreau quote about striking the root. Uh, and, you know, this isn't anything, you know, crazy, outrageous, incendiary or anything like that. And no. yet ABC News deleted that comment. Hmm. All the other That's comments remained. Mine was gone. Well, you don't know who uh, who else's comments they, they deleted, but uh, they deleted yours. Yeah, I find yeah, that very right? interesting because uh, maybe maybe the editors over there will have a particular viewpoint and they don't want your viewpoint to interfere with the usual mindless uh, back and forth that might uh, normally uh, populate those comments. Right, exactly. And as you guys have pointed out in the past, it's the, the problem with public, and I think that I basically took what you guys said and, and made this into sort of a phrase, the problem with the 
public school system is that it's public and it's a system. That's the problem. Now, what I find particularly interesting about this story, and I thank you, Steve, for the, for the call tonight, sure. uh, 800-259-9231. There's something interesting about this. If, if the so-called conservatives are getting all up in a tissy about this, well, let's, let's go back in time a little bit and see uh, what they ignored happening during the Bush administration. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, including our webcam. You can enjoy that. It is there for you. Of course, during the live show, you'll see us. If we're not live, then you won't see us, but you'll still uh, be able to listen to Liberty Radio Network content. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch and listen, and also get interactive because there's a chat room there on the same page. That's cam.freetalklive.com, and it's brought to you by memorydealers.com. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They have uh, the largest selection of discounted optical transceivers on the Internet, Check, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs. Zenpax X2s, and they're all 100% compatible with uh, all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. They're in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. All right, our toll-free number again is 800-259-9231. Julia is joining us. Good evening. Hello. All right, so you are here for the remainder of the program, and uh, you missed just you just missed the segment where we had Steve on from Florida talking about a requirement that they've added to... Excuse me, that wasn't Steve. That... Uh, wait a minute. Steve was Steve. Talking, yeah, Steve was talking about the... Uh, the uh, Steve was talking about the T-shirt thing. Yeah. Right? Uh, so there was this, uh, the, the, there was a t-shirt ban on an American flag t-shirt at a school, uh, where and bandanas, um, and anything American flag, right? Well, essentially on Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. apparently, you know, it's probably at a highly Hispanic area. Um, it was considered offensive to wear these particular American flag t-shirts, which are probably, I would guess, um, you know, sort of. A counter-protest kind of situation. Clearly, they are being worn by people who are uh, opposed to the idea of people crossing borders freely. That's, that's I would say that's probably, probably pe- accurate. Right. Those are the types of people who would wear such a thing to uh, to the school. And so they were told that they couldn't wear those. Steve called in to say that he had posted a comment about this to ABC News' website. The comment was deleted, apparently, by the ABC News editors because he struck at the root by saying that this uh, the, the debate shouldn't be about what should or shouldn't be allowed at school. It should be about whether or not schools should be ex- uh, should exist in the first place. The government schools, that is, uh, should exist in the first place. On ABC's website? Yes. And so they, they deleted that. But what I thought was most interesting about this is that he said that all the conservative talk show hosts are up in a tissy about this. How dare they ban the American flag t-shirts from the uh, from the government schools, freedom of speech and all that. Right? Uh-huh. They all of a sudden care about freedom of speech in schools. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, 
Well, no, I mean, well, what, what's funny to me is that all of a sudden the conservatives care That's about what I mean. freedom of speech. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you just take the cl- turn the clock back a few years. Like if I wanted to wear a Mexican flag mm-hmm. shirt to, to school and that was banned, like Rush Limbaugh would care? No, he wouldn't care. In fact, they didn't care during the Bush administration when people were wearing anti-war t-shirts. Just go and look up on the internet anti-war shirt school. Search for for news in the past decade and you'll find multiple stories of people who, young people who had very strong feelings about uh, ending the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, wearing an anti-war themed t-shirt to school and being told that uh, they're not allowed to, being told to take it off, being told to go home and, and put a different shirt on. Where were the conservatives standing up for spree- uh, free speech then? They, they, they only care about the speech they want to care about. That's right, and it, you know, it always centers around their issues. In my opinion, uh, the conservatives have is, you know, they have two issues. It's, it's basically two gods. They have the Christian God and they have the American. American God, um, and you know, it's this patriot God of theirs. If you step across those lines, then that's their issue. So, so the, the question is here, and I guess not really a question, but observation. That apparently freedom only matters to them when it's their freedoms that are threatened. And this is a common – no, it's not just conservatives. also applies to liberals. Freedom only matters to them when it's their freedoms or the freedoms they consider important are threatened. Look, I agree with both sides on, on both of these. I agree that people – if you're going to have a government school, I think that people should be able to wear anti-war shirts. And I think people should be able to wear flag t-shirts. So, so I'm agreeing with both of their uh, both of their points, but I'm pointing out the inconsistency that they, that they have. And in this case, the conservatives are saying, "Well, it's free speech." Well, okay, you're right, but where were you standing up for the free speech of the people back in 2003 and four and five? Well, those people want to take away Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> those people don't love Christmas. And of course, there's the issue which you brought up a minute ago, but only briefly touched, which was that if schools were completely privately owned like they should be Mm. uh then schools would be able to set their own rules for what t-shirts kids could wear and children would or parents and children together would be able to decide what school had the best set of rules for them absolutely some schools would probably have uniforms and some wouldn't and who knows it's absolutely the heart of the issue um and you know when you think about it it's that that's sort of the periphery obviously if there were different kinds of schools that were run uh, privately they would get to decide what rules they had and uh and it might very well be that they that they would be more uh restrictive than than currently public schools are or less i don't know i don't i would say there'd be both there would be a variety there probably would but one thing that i can assure you is that the marketplace in that um, you know when when there's that much competition when you take 95 percent of the students and add them into the free market and education because I, I would suspect it's it's actually probably less than five percent of students are uh, homeschooling and uh, uh, you know at, at private schools things like that maybe but I'm just I'm just taking a poke at it when you take 95 you know that many students you throw them into the the, the marketplace um, obviously you'd have to sell off the schools as they exist now um, people would want to educate there still because there's buildings and they'd still exist. And you you add that uh, that that dynamic in. There's going to be so much competition that education's actually going to get better. There's a there's a huge issue going on right now among um, elementary educators as to whether or not they should be using the the uh, the the C say method of reading versus the the phonics method of reading. And as I understand it, the the C say method works very well for uh, for kids up until like four, and then. 
the phonics system is better after that. But that's just one person's opinion that I've decided that I like. Um, and everybody's got their own opinion. And then you would be able to see in the marketplace, parents would say, hey, do you, you know, do, do you do the phonics system or do you do the CSA uh, system here? Yeah, and what are your results? Yeah, and and people people would want to know those things. They'd, they'd be required to check instead of just, guarantees. just checking out um, and turning their kids over to the government babysitter, which is what they, they do. I, I would say a good portion of their time isn't even spent learning in in school. It's it's yeah. it's spent rule no, following. No, it isn't. I uh, I actually did student teaching, and there was more babysitting going on than I was prepared for Jeez. when I was in there. But particularly with the younger grades, I think more time was spent like figuring out which kids had to go pee than anything. It was amazing. Like the first day, I was in a kindergarten classroom, and I same thing in first grade. And it was like, do you have to go pee? Does do you have to go pee? Like. <laughs> Well, it, it, it does seem like uh, it, you, they, yeah, it's an issue, right? <laughs> if they, I'd rather have them allowing them to pee than not, and that well, happens too. Well, actually, that does happen, and I know somebody who, when they were young, um, like I went to school with this kid who used to pee his pants all the time, and he would like cry and beg them to let him go mm. to the bathroom, and they wouldn't let him, and he would pee his I pants in school, torture. and it's embarrassing, and it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it it's humiliating, terrible. absolutely. Who but yourself can tell you when when it's appropriate to release like bodily functions. I'm sorry, but it's weird. It yeah. is weird. Toll free number here is 800-259-9231. So any so-called conservative that is feeling outrage about this uh, T-shirt ban, where was your outrage every other time kids were prevented from wearing sh- shirts with messages on them? If you didn't share any outrage, then then you've nothing, no one but yourself to blame. You must stand up for the freedom of others if you want it for yourself. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Features including archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. In fact, if you go into our podcast, it goes all the way back to the beginning of 2009. Free for you at freetalklive.com. Also, uh, Mark, share some information with us here. How do? How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com and see some of the samples there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls and go to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. Well, hello, guys and lady. I have uh, 
had an experience with a passport application today I thought I would share with your listeners. Okay. And that it, it regards the Social Security number on the passport. Of course, most people think that you are required to give a Social Security number to get a passport. And right, they don't actually put the number on the passport. You're talking about the application process. For the, for the application. Now, my son just turned 16, and as a 16-year-old, his, his passport, his juvenile passport had expired, and now he qualifies as an adult at 16. So next time, his passport will last 10 years. Prior to this, it was only five years. But our 16-year-old son has never had a Social Security number. We've awesome. never gotten him one. Wow, that's heroic. And so I went to the passport office, uh, had all the paperwork filled out, or actually the post office. And what I'd done is under Social Security number, I put all zeros in there to just to indicate <laughs> that he didn't have one. And the gal that was collecting the form said, well, why'd you put all zeros in there? I said, well, that's because he's never had a Social Security number. And she said, oh, well, it really doesn't matter because the Social Security number is optional. She said, most people don't know that, huh. but you don't have to put a Social Security number in there. So, What an unusually I, I, honest bureaucrat. Yeah, and uh, so all of you people that do have Social Security numbers, if you haven't given it to the passport office yet, which mm. I never have, then when your uh, renewal comes up, you can just leave that field blank, and they will. So I guess they'll accept it. Now I'm sure there are probably some agents out there that will say you have to put it in, but this gal, she said that it was optional, so I don't think you have to put it in there. I'll be damned. Thanks for that not information. That, not that it really matters because they know who you are anyway. But yeah. you know, it's kind of nice to to be able to say no. Absolutely, I think to, people to be, should say no as often as they possibly can. Gene, any other thoughts? Uh, well, I guess the only other thing on my mind right now is all the bank the bank failures this last week. Did you hear about that? There's no, a record number of bank failures, and it has hardly been mentioned in the news because they're mm. talking about this crazy guy who can't blow up two cans of, of uh, gasoline with a firecracker. Who? The the bomber? Oh, the, the, New, the York. New York Times or the uh, yeah the, the Times Square thing? The, yeah, the Matt Bimmer as uh, <laughs> as. Uh, Cluzo would say. <laughs> the Bim. Anyway, the Bim. Uh, yeah. yeah, I love that. But those movies are great. Thanks for the call, Gene. Appreciate it. Uh, he's referencing the Pink Panther. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Peter Sellers' uh, classic role as Inspector Clouseau. Well, um, the uh, Steve Martin redid. He did. Uh, did. Was that any good? You know, he, the, nobody can do a pratfall like Steve Martin. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's taken it to a whole new level. And I, I really enjoyed it when I saw the new Pink, Pink Panther with him in it. Obviously, you know, people that have, have seen the, the Clouseau ones, I'm sure pl- made it plenty of them are like, oh, it just doesn't hold a candle, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I thought he, I felt like he did a pretty good you job. You know, I think I actually, now that I'm recalling a little more, I think I actually have seen it and it wasn't that memorable, but I don't think I did. I don't think I disliked it. I enjoyed it. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, did you have an email that you wanted to share before we get into all these bands? I got all kinds of bands to talk about here tonight. A bunch of bands? Yeah, oh, lots of Things bands. that are bands? Yes. Okay. New bands. Well, this is... <laughs> New things you are not allowed to have. Not, My proclamation not, not of guys, your masters. Not long-haired guys that play music. No. Okay. This uh, email is entitled, You Guys Suck. Hmm. You know, I, we don't get hate mail that often on this show, Mark. No, we don't get it. We, we don't get nearly enough. It, it's always, uh, you can pretty much be guaranteed you're going to be read if you said hate mail. But uh, this one's from uh, Dave in Tampa. And he says, I've been listening to the show for about three and a half months. And I was uh, already on board with the whole Liberty thing, the central banking system, corporate and government collusion and the like. So that's why Free Talk Live quickly became... 
my favorite radio show to listen to, and I've not missed one yet. What I wasn't aware of before the show was government aggression, and more specifically, law enforcement abuses. And now when I watch some of my favorite TV shows, such as Law & Order, SUV, SVU, and Cops, I get angry and talk back to the television and say <laughs> things like, he was minding his own business, and you're not allowed to do that. And that makes me want to throw my remote through the screen. Well, it's probably not a good idea. That's not going to hurt anybody but uh, you. I've uh, since adjusted and don't really watch those shows as much anymore. That's good. But it was uh, when I was watching a show yesterday when I mumbled, you guys suck. I was watching one of my all-time favorite movies, House Party. It was, uh, <laughs> I haven't, I've never seen The Party. I don't know what that is. It, even. I, it's, an, it's a 1990s uh, film. I've, ne- I've never seen it either, but I'm familiar with it. I mean, the, the self-titular, I mean, you understand what uh, it's talking about, right? It's a movie about a house party. Right. I, I you know, I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's one of those black movies, you know, as, as the way I, the way it, it showed up in my mind and um the i, I he, he sent a little clip of what and i watched it it was really funny <laughs> but anyway yeah the two it, netflix then it was a uh, scene that where the dad is uh, walking at night trying to find his son and when he approached by two cops the scene used to be very funny to me but uh, and it was very funny and now it just gets me mad i've uh, included a link <laughs> to the video at the bottom of the email it's not safe for broadcasting by the way so He's uh, I, He says, I, I can deal with cutting the cop-related shows out of my life, but comedy movies, come on, you guys have ruined me. <laughs> so, anyway, I think... I, it was, so, it was not really hate mail at all. But, but it kind of brings up how, what um, I, I've heard it said, you can't unlearn learn the truth. Yeah. And um, Free Talk Live, I... You know, I didn't believe a lot of the messages that we talk about here, and you didn't either when no. we started this. This no. was a path for us, not Still um, is. someplace that we started. And... We, you know, these 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 are things we learn through reading and through exploring the ideas of liberty. And once you you hear them, you know, it's it's something you really can unlearn. It's a moral philosophy. It's kind of it is kind of like a religion in that way because well, it's a it's a moral teaching and and people you know they get it, they grasp it. It's it's easy to understand. You don't have to believe in uh, people in the sky or anything like that. But it it changes you. Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, Julia was talking earlier about going to a teaching class or learning to become a teacher, and and now you never would consider doing, uh, you know, working for the government at least to do, no, to do I teaching. I couldn't morally do that. I would just feel bad. And I think even beyond that, if you talk to people who actually enjoy teaching, most of them, and because I, what I experienced when I went through my teaching classes, and it was very disheartening, was that like 90% of the people that I went to class with weren't interested in teaching. They just wanted a nine-to-five job. With and, Benny's. Right. And and after a few years, in many states, you get tenure, so it's not like, you know, you have to worry about doing a good job after mm-hmm. long. I mean... Um, you just have to keep it up, right? You just have to you have to have to do an okay job for a few years, and then you get tenure, and it doesn't matter. You get you got a sweet job for life, right? Yep. You babysit some dumb kids, and you and you get summers off, and and and, and that was very disheartening to me. Um, but I forgot Wait, what, was dis- what, what was the ones dis- that the ones that were um, were interested in being teachers. I'm sure were are stuck to a, a teaching plan that they can't even deviate well, th- from. That's that's the issue is if you talk to people who love teaching, they will tell you that they get frustrated on a daily basis with the, the, the system requirements and what they are and aren't allowed to do, how much paperwork they're required to fill out. And it, I mean, it really, they've just taken the, you know what I mean, the teaching out of teaching. And anyone who has a passion for that sort of thing, it's just like it's sucked out of them. Have you ever met teachers that have taught for like 20 years? They're soulless. 
Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. How have things changed for you since you found the ideas of liberty? Have you experienced a similar you know, shift that uh, things that were likable to you before are no longer? It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine, nutritious vitamins and minerals and a delicious chocolate taste for your picky eaters. Be sure to visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. With kids, food battles are more about control than about food. If you want to avoid a battle with your picky eater, give them a say in what they eat. At dinner, let them choose between broccoli or fruit salad. At the supermarket, give them three cereals to pick from. The more control they have, the less there is to argue about. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight is Ian and Julia and Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features, and if you enjoy this program, you enjoy the website for free, but if you like what we're doing, you like the fact that we give you the website for free, then you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Get whatever it is you're looking for. They've got dozens of categories, thousands upon thousands, heck, maybe even hundreds of thousands, if not millions of products. I don't know how many products they have at Amazon. It's such a tremendously large site. There's no way you could see them all. Uh, Dozens of categories and used items. So if you need to save a few extra bucks, odds are good. You can pick up a used version of whatever it is you're looking for as well. Uh, But their brand new stuff also has free Super Saver shipping on a lot of their uh, new items. So go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com to get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live at the same time. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We're talking about uh, the paradigm shift, the liberty paradigm shift. That it's, in many cases, a gradual thing. Uh, Mark, when we started doing this show, we were not as uh, principled as we are today. And uh, Julia, you came across the, the message uh, a few years back, and uh, you had a pretty big shift, I would say, fairly, fairly quickly. Uh, looking back on your life after you've had the shift to understanding what liberty really means, that liberty means uh, being able to live your life how you want, so long as you don't harm anybody else, and also allowing others to live their lives how they want. Uh, and it's a pretty big uh, it's a pretty big deal to come across that particular philosophy. It means being able to see the gun in the room, to be able to uh, detect that uh, government is essentially threatening people every program every time, regardless of how uh, beneficial uh, beneficial the 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 perks of the program might be that you know somebody gets uh, helped uh, there there's always force. the idea is that somebody gets helped i mean that yeah. that much is a lie too, and it it doesn't take too much digging into too many government programs to to realize that right so but to look uh to look back and uh, and then to move forward in your life with that new perspective it changes you and that's what our that's what your emailer was about uh that's what he was talking about and so i asked the question well what about you uh, dear listener what what has your experience been since coming to the ideas of liberty i liken it to the movie interstate 60 uh which is by the way a fantastic film highly recommend but in that film the the protagonist has a paradigm shift, and he becomes able to see things that other people who have not yet had that shift 
are unable to see. And I, I kind of see this the same way. You look at the government from a pro-liberty perspective, and you see all of the, the silly nonsense bickering back and forth between the, uh, the two of the sides of the aisle. You see what it really is. You see how meaningless it all really is. And you see the force inherent in the system. And of course, when you try to explain these things to people that haven't had the paradigm shift, it becomes a bit of a, bur- uh, a barrier uh, to communication. It becomes difficult uh, to communicate these ideas. Uh, case in point, we were out in front of the high school yesterday here in Keene, New Hampshire, doing some high school outreach. And because we had the School Sucks podcast sign, there was a young man that came up to talk to us who was just kind of perfectly within that government school paradigm where they want to put you. There was nothing that we we said. He was asking us what this was all about, you know, the freekeen.com banner, etc. Or the School Sucks uh, podcast was, he wanted to say that he thought school was fine. Of course, what... What base of, uh, basis right. of comparison do you have? You know what's you funny have? is I was talking about this yesterday with someone, and <clears throat> when you're in high school, I think most kids in high school think school is fine, but that's because school is a social event, not a learning. Like, that kid probably thinks school is fine because he gets to hang out with his friends, and mm. sometimes he goes to class in between. Like... That's what school is about for most high school kids. Could very well be. And of course, he hasn't. He doesn't have any perspective. Most likely, it's pro- it's probable that he's always gone to that one government school uh, his entire time that he's been in high school. And and his mindset was, and we covered a number, a few issues there. And his mindset was, well, what the government says is right. Uh, that uh, that obeying what they say is the oh, right thing to do. Oh, they'd be so proud. They trained him well. Oh, let me tell you, he was right within their uh, right within their frame. And so it was very difficult for us to communicate our ideas about uh, you know taking force. Uh, out of human relationships because he didn't feel like there was anything wrong with force. He uh, he actually overtly accepted the idea that people are being killed around the world. That didn't bother him uh, at all. You know the the. the I'm concept. sure it would be a little different if it was his family and friends that were being killed. Sure, around but the he's world. got the but government to protect. Since we're him. Americans, it's okay. All right, well, the government's going to keep him safe. So it was just difficult because you had three people, uh, the activists there, that have had the shift trying to communicate to somebody who is uh, so young that they haven't even really been screwed over by the state in any significant, noticeable fashion. But I'd say it's the young people that generally get the message uh, much more easily and I think quickly. that's true. I think that's a true statement, Mark. Uh, however, it was, it, was, uh, it was his first encounter, if, yeah. from what I could tell. Sure. And the first encounter is not likely that somebody in, in that paradigm is going, to, is going to pick up on it. I certainly am not very good at first encounters of anything uh, going for what, what it is that you say. I I think that a young person who has had an incident is far more likely to uh, to pick up right. on uh, what we're saying. Yeah, like I was expelled from my high school when I was 16 years old and then prosecuted by the state. And my You'd family have been right was for that message. Yeah, my family was forced basically to flee the state in order to avoid all of the traumatic things they had planned for me and us. Right. So for you, uh, the the government was not this you know, beneficial organization that was out there helping you. It was actively threatening your freedom and actively threatening your your family. Yes. And it was pretty crystal clear. So you would have been very receptive to the message. So it just kind of all depends on where they're at and how much they're aware of of what government really is and and what it does. And I think that's a general statement for for most people. You know, we get a lot of people calling us on this show that are oblivious, just blissfully oblivious to all of the government tyranny that goes on all over the place. It's like no big deal to them. They don't. They either don't realize it or they don't believe it or whatever. See no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. Well, and and the ones that do realize it and just think that it's it's necessary, it's good, it's it's the way things ought to be. Mm. Yeah, the law and order mentality. Let's go to Jeremy in Alaska. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. The and Julia and Mark. Uh, What's on hello, your mind, Jeremy? y'all. But 
before we get down to business, can I ask you and Julia how the baby's doing? The baby? I um, thought y'all had a kid. Oh, uh, God, no. no. Julia, you're talking oh, to the wrong I thought folks. that was the other show. Mark, Mark has a, a child. Yeah, I, I have a child. Oh, that was Mark. Yep. Okay. Jack's fine. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I'm not <laughs> perfect. You guys know that. No one is, Jeremy. What do you want to share tonight? Well, I think I became crankier since, uh, well, thanks for the bells and whistles, guys. I love you, too. It's not me. You guys are awesome. I love you guys and Julia, Uh-oh. too. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been a long time since Julia's been on the show. I know. She's and a busy, busy lady, and it's difficult to get her on, and we'd like I, to have her on more. I often. am sure glad to hear her voice on the air. I again. wish I could pay her to do it, but uh, I just uh, I just can't at this point in time. So, Jeremy, well, go ahead and get your point. Thanks for the bells and whistles. You're welcome. But I think I've gotten a little meaner since I've woken up to meaner? the paradigm. Oh, why? I, 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 can, I, I can relate to that. I think I've gotten crankier, and I think I'm, like today, you know, uh, I went down to my friend's house and asked him if he had a little two-cycle oil for my chainsaw, you know, and he was passed out with the radio cranked up (laughs) as loud as it go, and just so happens there the popos are, you know. You know what popos are, right, guys? I'm aware. Yep. Okay. And uh, I'm like, and they was fixing to go in there and arrest. I'm like, well, hold up, fellas. You know, uh, uh, y'all can't just go up in my friend's house, but I can. And so I went in there and turned his music down. And then the cops started getting on us about our dogs got to be on a leash on oh, the boy. dock. Always looking and for something I'm to harass like, people no, for. No, man. I'm sorry, guys. It's your show. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. no I was just, just he, he was just saying that, uh, the, the, that some police are always looking for somebody to harass for something. Well, yeah. And then, then they started threatening us with tickets. and for our, I have a well-behaved golden retriever. He's the best dog in the world. I believe know. it. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Everyone's dog is the best dog in the world. I actually had a golden retriever as a child that my dad beat so much that it was mean. And mm. I've never met a mean golden retriever <laughs> in my life. So if you yeah, really... Yeah, it was nasty. If that, I, please don't beat your dog. It will have the terrible results. Same thing for beating your kids as yeah, well. Yeah, probably. Uh, generally a bad I, idea. I didn't witness any kid beating, just dog beating. But it was amazing because the dog was like super vicious and it was a golden retriever. So you said you could relate to Jeremy and the, the well, anger? Well, I mean, not... In the, I don't know if it's in the same way. When he says meaner, though, I feel like my standards for human beings are a lot higher. So, like, when I hear about things like stealing and stuff, like, if I was a teenager and, I mean, I, I stole stuff from stores and I because I didn't, I mean, I just didn't think about it, you know what I mean? But now I would find that, like, morally Detestable. disgusting. And I, I just feel like I have higher standards, like I said, for people I associate with. And that's well, not Mark necessarily a bad thing. Right. Absolutely. And as Mark mentioned, it's a, it's a moral movement. It really is. Uh, based on... Liberty Movement is based on a very moral principle, and that is to not use aggressive aggressive force, not to, to not to use uh, coercion against other people. More coming up. Hour three is on the way. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. 
After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Sitting here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And uh, again, freetalklive.com. The number, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Julia has a story to tell about a surprise birthday party. (laughs) It sounds so pleasant when you say it. (laughs) What happened? Uh, A Seminole County girl. Seminole County is in Florida. Okay. I think it's on the west coast. I'm not sure. It's uh, sort of the center of the center of the state near uh, or- oh. Orange County. Okay. Well, either way, uh, a Seminole County girl hoping to enjoy her surprise 18th birthday party ended up in the back of a police car. The girl's friend had put a blindfold over her eyes so that she could take her to the party's secret location. But police thought the blindfold was part of a kidnapping. Brianna Vega was quite the party planner. And I spent the whole day decorating, she said. Mm. It was supposed to be a surprise, an 18th birthday bash for her best friend, Courtney Rogers. I mean, I'm a good kid. I get good grades in school. I never thought I'd be arrested, especially (laughs) being the victim in this situation, says Rogers, who's the girl who got kidnapped. It began in the parking lot of Dan's Family Restaurant on US 17. That's where Brianna blindfolded Courtney to take her to the party. But people eating in the restaurant called 911, (laughs) believing it was a kidnapping. Now... I mean, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. They obviously thought that they saw something bad and they called the police. No well, big deal, right? They, they've seen too many of the right. the Quentin Tarantino films where uh, young, hot women do crime. I mean, you know, in the real world, <laughs> that doesn't happen, okay? Right. They don't have ninja swords they pull out and uh, cut people in half with. They don't, uh, you know, the, women don't commit violent crimes most of the time. By most, I mean 90 point, you know, 90, it's 90 something percent of the time. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely that you have a, a band of 17-year-old girls going around kidnapping I agree. Uh, These people have seen way too much TV. Yeah. However, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that they, they had good intentions. They, sure, You know sure. what I mean? They just yeah, not the nosy they were probably pretty have... far away from it. Maybe they couldn't even see that it was girls. They just saw someone being blindfolded and put sat in a bed, the backseat of a car. So mm-hmm. they got concerned. Whatever. Officers surrounded Vega's Jeep while she was pumping gas. Did you get smart with them? And that's why you got that reaction, said the reporter who did this story. Not at all. I don't believe I got smart with them, she said. The two girls were arrested, handcuffed. As if, 
it's okay to arrest and handcuff a, um, a a kid for getting smart. I mean, remember, this is what cops are supposed to be able to handle. They're adults, and they should be able to handle that stuff. They work for us. <laughs> uh, prove That's it. the idea. The two girls were arrested, handcuffed, and then they claimed they were threatening. They were threatened by the officers. We heard them saying, "Have you ever had a gun pointed at your face?" Whoa. Roger said, "Yeah." Uh, Longwood police see things differently, and they spell it out. Of course, um, an arrest in an arrest report and support documents that total fifteen pages. Officers said that the girls thought that the fake kidnapping were funny, as if that would justify it. Like. It, it, who yeah. cares if they thought it was funny? You don't think what I'm doing here is important, do you? You're yucking it up, aren't you? I'll show you. You ever had a gun in your face? Yeah, they hate not being taken seriously. Brianna's Vega's mother cannot believe it. This was something that was not serious. The punishment should fit the crime, and there was no crime, yeah. said the mother. We're Welcome just teenage to America. girls. Yeah. It was obviously a joke. I don't think they had to take it that far, Rogers said. A Longwood police spokesman was not available to comment on the arrest. The girls have to go in front of the judge on May 25th, and they've been told that they could be sentenced to community service. On, and what were the charges? Um, it actually doesn't say in the article. Because clearly kidnapping was could not be the charge in this case. So it would be probably disorderly conduct. Yeah, well, and- it says here that uh, they... they uh, Outraged the sense of public decency. <laughs> oh, a crime called breach of the peace. Breach of the peace. So these cops, when they went over and investigated, they weren't they weren't breaching peace no, when they no, threw a birthday girl in the back of a car for Clearly a surprise peaceful. birthday party. Clearly peaceful to point guns at uh, teenage girls. It's just funny because if you think about how dumb these cops are, I'm sorry, but it wouldn't really take. A rocket scientist to to be able to you know what I mean? In, hello, how's it going? We got a call because we saw someone. Someone saw someone get blindfolded. Everything okay here? You don't see any guns. You don't see any weirdos. You just see two teenage girls. It, One's probably has a birthday hat on. I, I'm I'm sorry, but it seems uh, more likely to me. Now I'm just I'm just standing out here weighing things in my mind, and maybe I'm completely wrong. But it seems far more likely to me that these police officers wanted to throw their weight around uh, in in front of some high school girls that didn't uh, that didn't take them quite seriously enough. Mm-hmm. Then it is that they believed that, in fact, two or three high school girls were kidnapping for real another high school girl. Well, I, I just I mean, if you were in the girl's situation, would you be able to take a cop seriously if they walked up to you and were like, all right, you know, it's kidnapping like your reaction, you'd be incredulous. Your reaction would be to laugh because you're not doing anything of the sort. Right. It's ludicrous. And you can hear it, the the girl says in the article that she's a good girl. You know, she gets good grades. She never thought this was, would happen to her. Right. Well, I just think when I was a kid, I got arrested a few times for stuff like drinking under the age. And you know mm, what I mean? And not it was something like, violent, though, right? right? No, nothing just violent. And that point. doesn't make it OK. But like oh. it was like, oh, OK, I got caught, whatever. But to get arrested for having a surprise birthday party, which isn't unreasonable, it's just it's insane. Absurd. It's absurd. And and the, the, that would be the appropriate reaction would to be be shocked and surprised and and laugh nervously, likely because they're men with guns uh, around you. But Titter, as it were. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, uh, is there more to the story? Uh, that's the end of the story. Um, but so I they're mean, facing just, court. That they're going to have to do. And you know what's funny is when they go to court. You know, if they get sentenced to community service, they're going to be like, "Well, we could do this and this and this," but mm. we're letting you off, and you're just going to have community yep. service. 
And I mean, they're going to make them feel like this is great that they get to do community service and it's off their record and it doesn't matter. But these girls have to do community service potentially and waste time in front of a judge because they threw a surprise birthday party and some cops overreacted? Outrageous. Yeah, the cops should be the ones uh, doing the community service, uh, but that never works out that way. How about you go back to arresting criminals? What's wrong with you? Like, are you that dumb? I mean, it just seems like... It's Longwood. It doesn't... They, they, they did aggress the criminals that were going on at the time, you know? I mean, it, it would be better, certainly, if they went around and actually tried to solve some crimes that had occurred, but... Well, they wouldn't need as many of them. That would be the problem. Like, I mean, if you think about it in, a, like, a small city like Keene, how many police officers do you think we would really need if they were just arresting violent criminals? Not, Not too as many. many. Not nearly as many, yeah. So 800-259-9231 is the number for your thoughts. There's just there's the just no part, level of absurdity that these people can, I mean, there's no limit to the levels of absurdity these people can go to. The best part, of course, is when you go through the comments and you read some of the comments. And, of course, there's always some crazy person who's cheering on the cops, thinks the they're law great. And order person. But there's one person who actually says that these teenage girls need to wake up and read the statutes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just funny. I mean, this homework, guy girls. read all the statutes in his city. Actually, I have uh, gotten a copy of all 33 uh, ordinances that are in, in my town. Mm, that's nice, Mark. Yeah. What about all the state government? Uh, I haven't. The federal? But I, <laughs> how you doing? In, how you doing on the ordinances in Keene? I don't care what they say. <laughs> you couldn't fit them on this desk. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up absolutely anything. Hey, since that uh, story was out of Florida, here's another one for you from the Drug War Chronicle. We're in a move aimed directly at marijuana smokers and the vendors who supply them with their pipes and bongs. The Florida legislature has passed a bill that will make it illegal to sell drug paraphernalia in most head shops. The bong bill, HB 187, passed the Senate earlier and was approved unanimously in a House floor vote. The bong bill? Yep. It now awaits signature by Governor Charlie Christ. And Charlie Crist is uh, probably more than likely to sign something like this. Oh, yes. Under the bill, only shops where the sale of tobacco products and accessories constitutes 75% of income or shops where the sale of pipes and bongs constitutes less than 25% of income will be allowed to sell a long list of smoking devices. These include pipes of any material, water pipes, carburation tubes and devices, chamber pipes, carburetor pipes, electric pipes, air-driven pipes, chillums, bongs, and ice pipes or chillers. So it's not a total ban. But it is a band that is designed to put most head shops out of business. They're just going to do lost leaders on tobacco products and run up their tobacco sales numbers. We'll see. More coming up. There's more bands, though, they've got uh, ready for you. We'll tell you about them coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. 
We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those, including our listening options. We've got live streams, broadband dial-up versions of the show. You can also enjoy the webcam. Listen lines are available for those of you that want to listen in via any phone that can dial long distance. You can do that, too. All available for you uh, 24 hours a day at listen.freetalklive.com. Did you know Taryn Lupo from the LCL Report and Wheels Off Liberty uh, supports his full-time activism by selling Liberty-themed jewelry? Support the ideas of Liberty every time you buy some of his unique swag. He also does custom work for just about anything you can dream up. You can find his designs at lclreport.com or join his uh, fan group on Facebook. As a matter of fact, it's my understanding he'll do custom-type jewelry, too. So go take a look at what he does at lclreport.com. All right, so we're talking about bans, different things that the government people are deciding for you that you aren't allowed to have anymore. And according to StopTheDrugWar.org, one of them is HB 187, a bong bill in Florida that almost completely bans uh, bongs and pipes. Essentially, they're saying that you can sell bongs if you, of course, you can't call them a bong, you have to call it a water pipe. You can sell water pipes and other smoking implements as long as you're doing 75% of your income in tobacco products and accessories. Of course, these are always marketed as tobacco accessories and products. Uh, so I guess they're arbitrarily determining that water pipes are never used for tobacco. You know, I, this I, I was explaining uh, off uh, air what, what it is that they're going to do. Now, this is easy. This is easy if you're a, a bong shop. If you make uh, if you make your living and you're managing to make ends meet by selling uh, glass pipes, T-shirts, uh, uh, patchouli, and whatever else it is that you mm-hmm. sell in your head shop, then um, you know, no big deal. You can add another. Uh, inventory item at a small profit or no profit in order to bring customers in and meet this requirement. 75% of your uh, business has to be done in tobacco, is that correct? That's right. Tobacco products and accessories. So I don't know what the business of selling cigarettes is like uh, for most convenience stores or, you know, the the larger stores that sell them or the the places that give them at a discount. But I'm just going to make I'm going to take a guess at it. They make a profit of something like 50 to 50 cents to a dollar on a pack of cigarettes. They're like seven bucks a piece now. I've I've seen it. It's crazy. So you take yours. You buy cigarettes. You get a license to sell cigarettes from the government, and that's all this is. This is a, a mandate that head shops get licenses from the government to sell cigarettes. You get your license from the government to sell cigarettes, and you sell them at a profit of ten cents on a pack or zero cents um, on a pack profit. And mm-hmm. then all the people, all the misers that smoke, because they all are looking for the best. Many of them are looking for the best deal, and they'll go to the place where they can get them for ten cents cheaper. I think you make it sound like it's easier than it than it is. You, what you're saying is that a, a head shop whose primary business is in selling uh, marijuana accessories and marketing them as tobacco accessories, uh, that, that their primary business, they're going to just move away from that and make their new primary business selling tobacco so they can keep selling some uh, some bongs. But this is – Ian, that's all the government does, okay? It it says, here's a rule. You must do another backbend. Right, but it's not and easy. You're then, talking about it, significant change. But it is easy, change. relatively easy to – That's a lot of traffic. That's a lot of – I mean, if you you're doing – You want that traffic because those people are – some of those people are going to buy silly T-shirts and, and patchouli that, and things like that. It's presuming that that many people are going to come in to buy cigarettes they, from they your store. They probably will. I'm just I'm just making supposition here, and I believe that to be true. I mean, 
You're going to have to stock what, a lot of damn cigarettes. Yeah, in you're going to have to do all that. Absolutely. But that's all the government does. It says obey, and then if you fail to obey or you don't right. know to obey, then they come in and get you. You know, a lot of people who smoke pot also smoke cigarettes. And it's true. I mean, I don't know. There was a head shop in Florida that I used to go to, and the, the head shop owner was really nice, and you could talk to him. And like, I, if, I, if this happened to him, I imagine what he would do would be talk to his customers and ask them to buy a pack of cigarettes while they're there as well. You know what I mean? mean like mm-hmm. i mean he just had that kind of a relationship with his customers um and he s- did most of his business he had like a front kind of a business where he sold t-shirts and sure. he would he would like tie-dye t-shirts or something he had something special that he did with t-shirts and and that was like the front of the store and, and he had to make that like the main part of his business otherwise he would be put out of business because he actually told me he did get arrested once and he took it to court and he won because he didn't have any marijuana paraphernalia, like no marijuana leaves or anything like that in his store. Um, you mean like pictures of marijuana right, leaves? Well, he wouldn't, he didn't have anything with a pot leaf on it. Okay. Like no shirts with pot leaves. Like some head stores don't care and they have like pot oh, leaves sure, all sure. over the place. He was very strict about it because he didn't want to be arrested. And like he used to say to me, he was, you know, an older hippie guy, and he used to say to me all the time when he would talk about the threat of getting shut down, you know, I'm Mr. Smokes or whatever his name was, and, and if I get shut down, what do I do? I've been Mr. Smokes for 17 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, these it's people just knows. don't even think about what they're doing to people's livelihood. This they is what care. the guy does for a living. And, and, and this is, let me get to a little more of the story here, because they actually talked to some of the owners of these stores and how it's going to affect them. Because I think you're making it sound way too easy, Mark. Uh, violation of the law would be a misdemeanor. Offenders could face up to a year in jail. If signed by the governor, it will go into effect on July 1st. Head shop owners tried to organize to fight back, even creating a website, Kill Bill 187, in a vain bid to block the bill. Uh, according to Jay Work, the owner of Grateful Jay's De- uh, Grateful Deadhead Shop in Margate and a second shop in Boca Raton, he led the fight. He said to the uh, to the news reporters, shop owners, small business owners are being thrown under the bus here. They're saying if I sell a $4,000 piece of art at my store, and I doubt they sell them that often at that price. But, uh, he says if I sell a $4,000 piece of art at my store that I have to sell $12,000 worth of cigarettes. I'm not sure who that helps, he says. They're basically saying you can sell this stuff. We're just going to make it really hard. While drug paraphernalia is already illegal in Florida, pipes can be used to smoke tobacco or legal to make, own, buy, and sell. They only become paraphernalia if they're used to do something illegal. But this bill attempts to circumvent the law with its restrictions on sales. A pipe itself is just a pipe, said Work. The pipes I sell are harmless unless you take the pipe outside and beat someone over the head with it. I've been fighting the pipe industry for the longest because it's all a part of the drug trade and the criminal enterprise that we know exists and destroys neighborhoods, families, and our order and order in our society. That's is that not what the, the bong store pipes? Owner. That's what the that's, bong store no, guy I said. That's not the bong store owner. That's okay. sponsor representative. Oh, Daryl Rusan. I'm not We've familiar. We've interviewed Daryl Rusan on this program. I thought he was in, in California. No, no, he's in Florida. Daryl Rusan, you remember? He, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was, was the, the guy, guy that, that wanted was, to get rid of uh, of. Uh, Little uh, the crack little, pipes, little crack pipe things that they sold in uh, in convenience stores. Yeah, he's a drug warrior because yeah. uh, he he hates drugs. He used to be a drug addict. He had a bad experience. Yeah, and uh, so now he's a representative. So up since there. you had a bad experience, we all have to experience it. 
you learned for mm-hmm. me, and now I just get to listen to your wisdom. Yeah, that's nice. fabulous. Thanks. This guy, you can get his, uh, you can get his interview. It was years ago that we interviewed him. It's uh, still up there over at guests.freetalklive.com. So anyway, uh, he continues spouting off. When was the last time but you he stopped? He was a representative then, wasn't? No, he? I don't think so. No. Uh, when was the last time he was just a lawyer? When was the last time you stopped at a red light and saw someone smoking a hit of tobacco out of one of these one shooters or water pipes? Oh I, man, I it makes me want to do it so bad, <laughs> so bad. How do you know what they're smoking out of them? when you see them. Do you, you don't. I, I would imagine that most people, anyone who did smoke a tobacco out of a water pipe or a bong or whatever you want to call it, wouldn't do it in the street because they wouldn't want to get hassled. Uh, and, because, the, and, and, and the water, right? <laughs> like you don't want to carry it's a around whole a, thing. A, a, water, uh, a bong with a bunch of scope foot, and stuff in it. three-foot bong walking around downtown smoking tobacco. <laughs> Roussan, a self-described former crackhead, has gone after paraphernalia in the past, too. He proposed a bill last year that would have imposed an extra sales tax on smoking paraphernalia to pay for D.A.R.E. programs that were facing cuts. <laughs> There's more coming up here at 800-259-9231, because that's not the only thing these government people are deciding to uh, tell you you can't have or you can't sell, we'll come back with more. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, inviting you to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It is Ian here. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates for you. Get the latest info about Free Talk Live when it happens. Uh, You'll know it first if you're on the news updates lists, and there are a variety of them to uh, make it so that you can get these updates delivered in the way that works best for you. You can either get them via email or Twitter or Facebook. Check it out at news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the ones that are uh, most convenient to you. That's news.freetalklive.com. And the Porcupine Freedom Festival is coming up the 24th through the 27th of June. It's going to be an absolute great time. It has been for me every time I've been there. And it's uh, Free Talk Live is broadcasted live for a number of years now. We're going to be broadcasting live from this year's Porkfest 2010, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival put on by the Free State Project. If you've heard us talking about the Free State Project and it sounded pretty exciting well it doesn't compare actually experiencing pork fest to just hearing us talk about the free state project experiencing what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded liberty-oriented people all enjoying themselves at a, a campground over the weekend it's there's nothing quite like it you you really have to be there and as uh, as curtis was pointing out earlier this week in many cases some people come up for pork fest and they never leave because it's just that persuasive. It's just that powerful uh, to uh, to be around other people who are of a like mindset. Go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com to learn more. Get registered. And remember the early bird registration deadline to get you the discounted registration of 20 bucks. I think is, is what it is. Uh, that expires on the 15th. So you've got uh, several days left, but not too much longer. So go and get uh, early bird registration while you can. Porkfest, that's porkfest with a C, dot com. All right, 800-259-9231 to your phone calls. We'll get to more bands here in a moment. But Keith, or excuse me, not Keith, Kurt is on the line in North Carolina. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I hope the sound comes through okay. I'm using Skype. It's okay. kind of a test to make sure. Um, just follow-up for the um, 
the census folks who showed up and I said, I have the right to remain silent and then shut the door on them. Well, somebody showed up uh, Tuesday. A guy showed up and said, uh, said, I'm from the census, and I did exactly the same thing. Hmm. He didn't say a word. He just got back in his car and left. Great. Haven't, haven't heard a thing about it since. Good. More people if need I'm, to start if saying I'm arrested, no. I'll let you know. Yeah, I think that's unlikely. I, I think they're taking a, a much more gentle approach with people this year because, uh, you know, they. I, I think Were they nasty gonna, a decade ago? I, I just don't think they're going to find anybody or anything like that. I just think I, I think that Not they're going to say okay and go because they'll probably just write down a number. There are the just so many form. people out there, and so many people are angry with the government, and it's quite possible that somebody could get hurt um, or something. They could set somebody off. Take that, it out on the census worker or something, or like whomever. That. Right? I think that it, the best way for them to handle it, and it seems like this is what they're doing, is like, okay, thank you very much, and they mm-hmm. leave. Well, good. I'm glad it uh, it has not escalated for you. No, no, it hasn't, and I'm I'm very pleased about that. I was a bit nervous, I have to say. I was, well, I was it, actually uncomfortable saying it to w- them. Was it your first time ever saying no to the government people? Mm, probably the first time I just overtly said no. I've kept silent before too much to a couple of police. Tell you what, Kurt, we're going to have to let you anger. go, my man. I appreciate the call. Oh, no. Your uh, your VoIP line is uh, is not so great. I thank you for the call, though. It was lasting. It was okay for a little while. but Anyway, 800-259-9231. If you're going to call with Skype or some other VoIP option, it's always good to make sure you're not uploading something in the background. Not necessarily that he was. Sometimes there's just jitter and there's it's the public internet, so you get what you get. Um, but you want to make sure you're not consuming your bandwidth in other ways. Yeah, I, I think that uh, you're probably reasonably safe in uh, saying that you're you're not participating in the in the census this year. But um, you know, it makes it makes one wonder about this census. How accurate is it? I mean, <laughs> if if they're not counting a certain amount of houses that say that they're not uh, participating, then you're not going to get a very accurate count. Are they really really? Do you really believe the United States government successfully has sent out? Uh, census forms to every domicile in the entire nation. Does that make sense to you? I don't think so. They could pull that off. No, because that's the only way you're going to get you. You haven't gotten one. I haven't gotten one. No, you Um, don't have a mailbox either. I don't have a mailbox, and that that certainly presents a problem for them mailing one. But they'll probably send a bureaucrat by. And uh, that's my that's my expectation. Well, you know, they probably expect uh, that they're only going to get so many back, and then they just have to estimate based on what the what information they did receive. But what does how does that estimate estimation work? I mean, do they take the houses they don't have counts on, and then what about the houses they missed? I mean, you know, there are people living in places that a people that don't live in houses, yeah. B that um, aren't getting counted for whatever reason. It's just. It it's not going to be accurate. How inaccurate is it? Is really the question. Who knows? How can you tell? I don't know. No but, but, and this is how they run the government, though. Uh, yeah. All the representatives and senators, well, I guess not the senators. Uh, we're reasonably certain how many states there are. Um, all the representatives are, you know, their, their districts are based on this. Uh, the, the, the different districts within the states and the municipalities and all that stuff. It's, it's all contingent on this. So uh, more band stories. Here's one from Concord, not New Hampshire, but Concord, Massachusetts. Uh, in that particular Concord, they've decided brilliantly. Now, this is a band that's really going to have a, a, a wide cutting effect. They're going to ban bottled water. What's the penalty? According to WCVB television in Boston, the town of Concord has banned the sale of bottled drinking water in town beginning in 2011. Okay. We only have one planet. And I just don't want to see it spoiled," oh, said Gene Hill. Who now, Concord isn't exactly a giant municipality, right? 
I don't think so. I mean, this is a it, it's a small suburb of uh, just a, calling it a town, basically inside of of uh, Boston. So it's it's very likely that if people want b- bottled water, they can just go to the grocery store uh, outside of Concord and get it. Well, I'm sure that's the case. What's the big deal. That all they've done is driven business away from their grocery stores. Thanks. Gene Hill, who introduced the measure at Concord's town meeting, said that uh, New York, Illinois, and Virginia, as well as more than 100 cities, it's a town meeting. Have Man, taken, they don't yeah. even count for anything then. Okay. Have taken action to cut spending on bottled water. You know what bugs me about this is, like, I like to, I'm fine with most tap water. It depends where you are. Mm-hmm. The tap water at my mom's house in Florida, I would never put near my mouth. Yeah, Florida but, Florida water generally isn't that great. New Hampshire tap water is fine. It's it great. tastes fine. And, and, I mean, I'm totally fine with it. But when you're traveling, like, if I'm on the road and I go to a convenience store, I don't like soda usually, and they don't sell like a hundred. I mean, like I don't sell the juice I like. They sell like Snapple and that fake kind of juice. So I would choose to get bottled water because it's in a convenient. You know what I mean? And just yeah. to say I can't have that is crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'll be able to buy soda pop, but not bottled water. Right. So you could have a beverage in a plastic container. You just can't have water in a plastic container. It's ludicrous. And also de- de- and decreasing the demand for the water. And they're doing it in the name of saving the planet. Now, I yeah. also wonder, um, I <laughs> I get uh, this, this sparkling water with a little hint of flavor in it. Will they be able to sell the sparkling water? Will they be able That's to sell water? Because I also used to get water that had a, a little bit of flavor in it, mm-hmm. too. So um, it, will they be able to sell lemon-flavored water at that point with just a hint of lime or whatever? Crazy. You know, it's really funny because, like, I I feel like the people who who make these decisions, you know, they just they naturally have hatred for bottled water. You know, like, hey, we shouldn't have to pay for water. Blah blah blah. We get water, but this is a choice that American consumers made. Yeah. It's like, convenient. It's convenient, and some people like to purchase water. And if you don't like to purchase bottled water, you can buy a water bottle and fill it up. And that's a lot of it's perceptual though. This is a lot of this is perceptual because many people do just that. They'll buy the water and then fill the same water, the same, the, 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 the commercial container up again and again in their tap or with the filter days. Cause then it'll get funky. on Yeah. But that's what they do. So so this is, uh, you know, a lot of it's perceptual. They think that there's all these water bottles that are being thrown in the dump that aren't. Mm. So um, that part is is crazy. Uh, You know what else is? I was just thinking in my head when you first read the story, all that came to mind was convenience stores. But I work in a restaurant where we sell bottled water. So that this means that and, and it's a chain Restaurant. So, are they going to be like? It'll be, it'll be banned. I, I would mean, imagine. any right. rest. And this is one of the ways that restaurants try to recoup because many people will buy water and it's free. And the restaurants, you know, their, their thing is they make a lot of money on beverages. So, sell them the bottled water. Mm-hmm. Oh, would you, bottled water? Sure. And, and would you like that bottled or tap? Um, you want yeah. the dirty tap water, or would you like a bottle of water? And you know, they they present it that way. And then some people say bottle, and some right. people say tap, or, tap or whatever. Even though most bottled water just comes from the, the uh, sure. municipal tap wherever it's being bottled. But nonetheless, 800-259-9231, it usually is processed. What about um, mineral water? I mean, well, there's more to the story. We'll get we'll get to uh, some of the details here. By the way, the uh, town of Concord has 17,000 people in it, so a little smaller than, uh, than Keene, New Hampshire. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. The 
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you'll make it now. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything tonight. It's Ian with you. And Julia. And Mark. All right. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you want to support this show, you can become an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send us three bucks a month. We invest it, reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations around the country. Bring more internet listeners on board. Expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if you value this program, being an amplifier is one of the best ways uh, that you can help support the program. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll get perks too like access to the Amp Only call-in lines, uh, the Amp Only forum, uh, the Amp Only commercial-free podcast, and more at amp.freetalklive.com. Government school is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could a curious, creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large and uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and told what to do? School Sucks podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. Please visit the new site at schoolsucksproject.com to make a profile and join the forums. Help these ideas spread at schoolsucksproject.com. So we're talking about a story out of Concord, Massachusetts, a town of 17,000 people, where the town council there has decided to ban bottled drinking water beginning in 2011. Now, here's some of the quotes from, the, uh, from at least one of the government bureaucrats here. First, a little more detail. The measure passed uh, would allow the sale of refillable containers of water, which could still be sold and delivered in town. Only plastic waters that companies, uh, plastic bottles rather, that companies cannot reuse would be banned. Now, here's how it was explained by one of these select persons, Virginia McIntyre, saying this. Water is something we can get from the faucet. You can't turn your faucet on and get soda. <laughs> <laughs> Man, she must have stayed up late thinking of that one. <laughs> you know what's funny is I invite Virginia to visit my mother in Sebastian, Florida and have a nice cold drink of water <laughs> from our faucet. Please, Virginia. Well, uh, you know, in her defense, she's not that this isn't a law for Florida. I don't know what the the, the water in uh, Concord, uh, Massachusetts is like, but I know that it's near Boston and I would suspect that the water near a large municipality probably isn't as pure and uh, you know natural as water that uh, is you know some country place like we are generally. But you know, I, I I can see what some of their points are. It's just the the use of force on this isn't going to work. Supporters say the production of plastic water bottles uses 17 million barrels of oil each year. The beverage industry opposes the measure. Ralph Crowley of Polar Beverages says, If you think about the fact that our bottles are getting smaller, and if you think about the fact that our bottles are going into the recycle bins in Concord, it's a crazy policy. The ban on plastic water bottle sales may be largely symbolic. Town officials aren't sure they have the power to enact the ban without approval from the state. Which, I'm sure they'll be able to convince them to get that anyway. But just an, uh, just another example of how these government bureaucrats believe they have the ability to decide for you, in this case if you're a business owner, uh, what you can and can't sell. You can't even sell Are you H2O. as a consumer what you can and can't buy? Yeah. I like bottled water sometimes. Sometimes I drink tap water. But who are you, Virginia blah, 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 to tell me that I can't buy it? It's crazy. It's, it is absolutely outrageous. But it doesn't end there. The ban madness continues. We go over to the West Coast, 
where in Santa Clara County, it's a sad day for Happy Meals. County officials voted to ban toys and other promotions that restaurants offer with high-calorie children's meals. According to the story in the L.A. Times, Happy Meals toys and other promotions that come with high-calorie children's meals will soon be banned in parts of Santa Clara County unless the restaurants meet nutritional guidelines approved Tuesday by the County Board of Supervisors. Wow. This, I saw this actually on the news. I flew to see my mother in Florida, and I got to watch the news when I was sitting in the airport, and I saw this insanity uh, a few weeks ago. That's just crazy. So you'll be, able to say, you'll be able to have a toy included with a veggie burger. You can have the veggie burger Happy Meal, but uh, anything that, uh, that doesn't qualify by their calor- uh, caloric standards or nutritional standards, uh, you won't be able to sell anything that would anyway pander towards you know, uh, children. What's so funny about this is that the Happy Meal toy as a child was grand, but the reason I liked McDonald's was because I liked chicken nuggets. Like, this isn't going to stop kids from wanting to eat <laughs> chicken nuggets. And the convenience factor. I mean, a lot of parents just find it more convenient. I'm not saying that I think it's a great idea to feed your kid McDonald's, well, or at least not on a regular basis. But Yes, Julia, but maybe if they never had Happy Meals in the first place, you never would have had those chicken nuggets in the first place. But the thing, I mean, for me, my parents, it's so funny because when you get older, you just, you understand why your parents did certain things. And like for us... Uh, going to McDonald's was a rarity, and it was a, mm. it was like a real treat for me. You yeah. know what I mean to get to go get the chicken nuggets, and 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 now I totally understand why my mother didn't want to go to McDonald's as often as I did. But it's garbage. <laughs> because it's gross, right? But I, I mean, like I remember going when I would like stay with my grandparents for the day. They would take us to McDonald's, and it wasn't because of the toy. Like the toy was just a bonus. And to be honest, some of the toys sucked sometimes. It was because of the because of the chicken nuggets and the French fries. Exactly. That's not going to stop. Well, here's what they have to say for themselves. Supervisor Ken Yeager, who sponsored the measure, said, This ordinance prevents restaurants from preying on children's <laughs> love of toys to sell high-calorie, unhelpful food. Children, generally, uh, young children don't have money. Their parents pay for the meal, and they make the decision. This to, ordinance to breaks... Well, right, the same but, people that are going to be shopping for them at the grocery store, too. Yeah. This ordinance breaks the link between unhealthy food and prizes. Voting against the measure was another supervisor, Donald Gage, who said parents should be responsible for their children. He said that if you can't control a three-year-old child for a toy, God save you when they get to be teenagers. Uh, Cage, who is overweight, said he was a living example of how obese children can become obese adults. But he questioned the role of fast food toys, saying when I was growing up in Gilroy 65 years ago, there were no fast food restaurants. The board, whose jurisdiction extends only to the unincorporated parts of the county, including much of Silicon Valley, voted three to two in favor of the ban after a contentious meeting that included more than an hour of testimony on both sides. That's so sick to think that there's five people in that county or whatever that get to make this decision for yep. you. But in this case, it was three three people that uh, that actually made the decision. Five people total to voting against. Uh, in favor of the item were public health administrators, parents, and doctors. Opposed were fast food franchi- uh, franchisees, other parents, and fans of fast food toys who said the promotions are often used to provide Christmas presents for poor children. Dr. Dan Delgado, director of a county program that targets childhood obesity, said the toys are a powerful lure for the children, encouraging them to eat unhealthy food, which then helps cause obesity. You know, if these people had their druthers, the people that want to control the fast food restaurants, beyond just shutting them down, what they would really love to do is take away the Happy Meals, take away the playgrounds, take away the clown out front, take away uh, <laughs> you know the, the happy little arches or whatever their logo might happen to be, because it's not just McDonald's, it's so all it would businesses. be like a black 
dark restaurant. Right, like a box. <laughs> like a just a you know, a little box Boring that is uh, you know, they've got a little drive through but you, you can't light up the, <laughs> the, the board, so you have to know what you want and uh, you just drive through and you, you get your uh you get your, your food from some faceless operator that, you know, can't smile at you. And uh, they would they would love to put all kinds of restrictions on these fast food restaurants, as though any of that would stop people from wanting to go out and get a nice greasy hamburger and some greasy fries. They would still have a line around the block to uh, you know during busy times to go to the uh, the nondescript food box. There would still be people doing it, and if they actually did go all the way and ban fast food. As someplace out in California decided to ban the new construction of fast food restaurants. I think that was inside the city of L.A. Uh, it might have been in L.A. somewhere. But, uh, but but even if they did successfully ban all the fast food restaurants, it'd be like uh, Demolition Man, where you'd have to go underground and get a rat burger. You know what's really funny is that uh, some, like McDonald's, for example, has like apples and stuff like that. And, and a lot of these fast food chains, they still offer the greasy burgers, but they've started offering healthier side choices yep. because consumers demand it. Some people want to eat healthier. I don't think they offer them for that particular reason. I think they offer them for reasons just like this. I would love to see the difference uh, between fry sales and apple slice sales, because <laughs> I'll bet you that the kids want the fries and the moms bend to their will. Let's go to your phone calls here. Uh, Travis, listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Travis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Mark. How's it going, guys? Travis, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just want to say I think it's funny that you know the government's want to ban, you know, bottled, fresh bottled water while they pump all these chemicals and fluoride into your tap water and expect you to drink that. Yeah, you know, they, they they decide exactly what needs to be in your water. And that's and, and it might very well be that they, they're a little miffed that you're not getting enough fluoride. Your teeth could be bad. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Thanks, Travis. Any other thoughts? Uh, no, I just... Uh, just uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to try to get up to New Hampshire sometime and see what the Free State Project's all about. Well, head on over to freestateproject.org, uh, get signed up, and then make an excuse to come up for the Pork, Pork Fest Freedom is great. Festival. You'll love it. Yeah, porkfest.com. Thanks, Travis, for the call. It has been Ian with you tonight. And Julia. And Mark. We shall return tomorrow night for the Friday edition. Uh, by the way, Dale will be switching to Friday nights from uh, from here out. So Dale from anarchyinyourhead.com will be joining us then. And you can join us as well. We'll talk to you in the meantime at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed liberty media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com.